Hey everybody, welcome back to Learning to Live. Today we're going to be talking about my struggles with body image and just the unrealistic expectations of body image and comparisons in culture today and just society, along with some of my eating habits that are a bit disordered right now um, in the midst of school and everything like that. So come along as I dive into these topics. So for just a bit of background, I previously struggled with an eating disorder. I'm currently now in recovery, and it's definitely played a big role in influencing my eating habits, along with correcting some of my eating habits. But it's especially played a large role in influencing my eating habits today and those that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. Um, I won't dive too much into the actual eating disorder just because I'm not sure if I'm ready to really discuss that with you all, but I just wanted to put that out there and just let you know as sort of a disclaimer, um, as I've previously struggled with anorexia specifically, And therefore, these eating habits um, may sort of reflect that a little and therefore may seem heavily disordered or at least a little more than what you would call disordered eating, per se. In recovery with my eating disorder, I've really struggled just balancing my eating disorder, like brain and sort of recovery mindset along with just my normal brain and what my brain just usually considers normal surrounding eating and especially like intuitive eating whereas my eating disorder side is sort of more stringent and more structured in terms of eating schedules and making sure that I'm eating the correct amount every single day and stricting adhering to I guess a regulatory diet where even though I'm not necessarily hungry, I still have to eat. And I really struggle with that because before my eating disorder, I wouldn't really eat unless I was actually hungry, um, like intuitive eating. Um, But I guess that kind of got out of hand and that's what led me to my eating disorder. And ever since I've had my eating disorder and have been in recovery, I've been sort of guided and recommended that I stick to a more structured and stringent eating schedule where I eat like three meals and three snacks a day um, whether or not I'm hungrier and that's really been a struggle for me especially in school where make those adjustments and that's been really hard for me just because um, there's another part of me that's sort of more focused on school and also kind of wants to use school as an excuse to not eat just because I'm not necessarily hungry make an effort realize that sort of schedule is not necessarily sustainable nor a reflection upon my nutritional needs at this point just because I've been in recovery for about a year um so that's also been a struggle that I've been dealing with deciding whether I should make the time and eat even though I'm not hungry or just skip this snack and wait till like my next meal where I think I'll be hungry and where I'll have more time in terms of my schedule along with school. Some days with this internal battle and conflicting desires, 
one side may win and the other side may win but for the past few months I guess I think my actual like self and my intuitive eating brain has sort of taken over from that eating disorder brain and I think it's been rationalizing the fact that that schedule was more curated towards helping me regain my weight and solidify my recovery and now that I've been in recovery for quite a while it's time that I gradually let go of that and allow myself to develop my own sort of eating schedule or not even a schedule in general just listening to my body um which I guess in the past has sort of deceived me just because when I did have an eating disorder I wasn't necessarily hungry and that's why I didn't really eat and that's how I sort of fell into that hole and went deeper into it with the eating disorder so for the past few months I've been really trying to listen to my body I do admit sometimes I am hungry, but I just don't find it in me or don't see the need to actually eat just because my bigger meal, like lunch or dinner, is like only an hour away and I don't really see the need of eating a snack if I'm going to be eating a large meal already. And like sometimes I won't even have time to eat a snack and I feel like that part of my brain sort of rejoices in that fact, which I think is self is attributed to my eating disorder and sort of a little remnant of it. But also I found that I cater my eating schedule and like my nutritional profile around like classes or like tasks that are more energy demanding, such as like if I'm having a really hard AP class, then I'll definitely like make the time to eat and refuel myself and be able to give my brain like energy to actually work and function for this class but if it's an easier class that I know that I can get by with without really having the energy or like brain power to function or at least be able to get through the class then I won't eat and I'll and my brain will sort of rationalize that um and use that as an excuse not to eat and I think not only is it unfair to the class in a, in some respect but I think it's really dangerous and sort of harmful to have that mindset and have my eating schedule sort of reflect my schedule and surround my course load and the rigor of each class. Just because I found that I'll not eat until I actually have a really high energy or high energy demanding class or task that I need to do. And I'll prolong that hunger in order to maximize the energy that I'll gain when I eat for that task and it's definitely been something that is concerning in terms of what it means in regards to my eating disorder and my state of recovery along with the fact that it's unhealthy because sometimes I do like overeat and overcompensate in order to gain that energy and so-called like brain food and brain power to maximize um, my ability to perform that task or take that test or just be in that class in general and I found that I have not necessarily binged but I guess overindulged and over 
ate just because I was so hungry, but it was also because I had like starved myself or not starved myself, but I'd went so long without food until this point in order to maximize the energy that I used that as a justification to overeat along with the fact that if I gain a lot of energy and a lot of brain power then allow me to really optimally perform that task and that function and I really use that as a justification to overeat and to really overindulge in that food. And I think that's really dangerous considering my history with, you know, having an eating disorder, along with the fact that it could possibly lead to sort of binge eating and binge eating disorders, um, which is a whole nother ballpark in terms of eating disorders and has its own complexities and nuances and is just really not something that, I can or should take on, um, given just my history and my background with eating and also just my mental health and um, my life and the state of my life right now in general. School has just led me to overcompensate in terms of my eating, as I find that I'm just more willing to eat for the sake of having just more brain food and more brain energy and nourishment to excel in my classes and be able to understand the material, especially in my harder classes, and just finish all my homework and be able to understand it and do it correctly. Um, Additionally, I've just found like on the weekends or like on breaks where I don't necessarily have school or a lot of schoolwork to do, I find that I'm not as hungry. And that has also led me to sort of... um, like adjust my eating um just because I find that I'm not really hungry throughout the day and therefore I don't really eat as frequently or as much as I would if I had school and it's definitely like the opposite of my overcompensation like I definitely think I eat the bare minimum just to get my body through the day just because I feel like the tasks that I have to do don't necessarily require that much energy or food in general and that's definitely been something of concern that I've tried to address um just because it's reflective upon my eating disorder just because I can see some of the parallels and sort of the unhealthy habits that are emerging that were part of my eating disorder and I've been really trying to make adjustments and address these behaviors before it does become too late and in the effort to prevent any relapse or anything like that. Just on the topic of eating habits and I guess school Um, There's also been, like, significant influence in school, indirectly, I guess, just because I have friends with different eating habits, and I think we all have different eating habits that work for us, and that's completely fine, and that is the case in life and just in general. But seeing my friends and my peers just have other eating habits that possibly are a little more healthy or even sometimes I guess unhealthy in a way has sort of made me like to them or at least my eating habits and how 
that has worked for them in terms of their own um just because i have friends who don't necessarily eat a lot they'll only eat like something small for dinner at least or they won't really even eat um and just seeing that and seeing how i guess that works for them and i guess works for their body and their brain has sort of ignited that social comparison aspect and i guess um and it's been really hard just because of my eating disorder whereas you know they don't have to eat that much and can get by with skipping meals and be completely fine or at least on the surface um and that's really affected the way i view my own eating habits and address my eating habits just because i find that when i see that other people don't necessarily need as much food as i've been recommended to consume i have that idea and desire to try that out and sort of mimic it, mimic it in order to see how that would work for me and it and if it would possibly enhance or negatively affect my ability function and just my performance in school and just in general and also just seeing like the body comparisons in terms of how that works for them in terms of their body and like just the results i guess through their body also create that desire to possibly like experiment with it and try it out and mimic it and i think that's definitely attributed to that intuitive eating mindset of mine even though that may seem contradictory and therefore i think I've been a little more like motivated or I guess willing to experiment with my eating habit through those comparisons which I know is really unhealthy and is something that I'm trying to really change and address just because I really need to reinforce the idea that we all have different eating habits and our bodies all function differently I guess with slight nuances not differently differently on an entire scale but just um with small nuances and that everybody has something they're hiding I guess or something that they're not necessarily sharing and things go on in their personal lives and what is reflected from their outward appearance and behavior may not necessarily reflect how they're feeling and the true state of their being and I think that's really important not just for me but for anybody struggling with body image and like social comparison and like comparisons with eating habits and things like that it's just really important to recognize that everybody has things that work for them and everybody's body and eating habits are different and they usually work for them and they most likely won't work for you per se and that people are always hiding something or not sharing something so people may seem like they can sustain themselves with like minimal food and nutrition but really on the inside they're i guess self-destructing in a way like i had experience with my own eating disorder um on the surface i felt like I had the responsibility to convey that I was doing fine that I had the energy to do the tasks whereas on the inside I was really struggling to just walk and sit up I, but just going back to the negative eating habit comparison and body comparison I guess I've really just struggled with seeing that and seeing the associated like phenotype in regards to eating habits and I guess their body 
along with I guess just how they present it in terms of body type and how some body types just look better in specific types of clothes and those clothes may possibly be the ones that I struggle with fitting into or at least wearing and feeling confident in just because a diverse group of individuals all with different body types and outfits and uniquenesses all around and sometimes there are those individuals that look better in outfits that I would want to wear just because they have the body type associated um, with the outfit along with the fact that sometimes I just don't feel confident enough in my body to wear certain types of clothes and when I see like other individuals wearing those types of clothes and having it fit in all the right places and really all around look amazing. It really puts a blow towards my confidence in terms of my body and my ability to feel confident and appreciate and love my body in a sense. Um, and I'm not saying like specific types of clothes are made just solely for specific body type I think we all need to recognize and realize that yeah it is reality that some body types look better in some clothing and sometimes some clothing are a little more conformed to those body types and that's sort of the truth in general and it's something that we as a society sort of need to work on in terms of just how clothes are marketed and produced but aside from that I've just really struggled with that sort of comparison between myself and my peers in terms of just eating habits and like the associated body type that is attached with it along with how it appears with specific clothing pieces or at least outfits that I would want to wear and would want to feel confident but don't necessarily do so just because of how my body type and how my body is not necessarily. I've also had times where I've tried clothes on and I'm sort of like in between the sizes and I sort of go for the smaller size just to prepare for the time where I may possibly like fit into the clothes. And just because I guess I feel more confident in the fact that I can wear a smaller size, which is totally unhealthy and is such a bad behavior and bad mental mindset and state to be in. And I completely know that. And sometimes I guess it's just easier to settle with that size than sort of grapple with the fact that maybe I do need a bigger size and that bigger size may not be as flattering as the smaller size weight may be and sometimes I feel like buying that smaller size is also sort of a motivation to get my body into shape and into a state where I can be able to fit into it in terms of like exercising and adjusting my eating habits which I know really like falters on the line of like disordered eating and an eating disorder and just body dysmorphia and I know that that's also sort of associated with my eating disorder and is heavily concerning in terms of the possibility of a relapse or just another illness in general. It's something that a lot of people struggle with just because there's always that what if like instance in which your body just does like shed 
the weight or at least is able to fit into it and like how it serves as confidence and like motivation in order to get your body into shape and I think it's definitely like something that can be done healthily in terms of motivation and goals but I think avoided just because I think it's important that we all just meet ourselves and meet our body where we are in this given instant and if that means we do possibly have purchased another pair or another set of that particular clothing item when we may you know be able to shed the weight and lose the pounds in order to fit the smaller size I think that's okay just because having that smaller size and that reminder just puts so much pressure on yourself and your body in order to fit in to that size and I think it's just really important that we meet ourselves where we are and not try to put so much pressure and push ourselves too hard and I think this is something I also really need to practice because I haven't been you know in the most health the mindset in terms of that fact and I've been really trying to work on that and really realize that and I think it's just a universal struggle for a lot of people. All this to say with my struggles and with my efforts to sort of address this in order to just instill more healthy habits and prevent any possible opportunity for relapse and everything like that I think it's really important to remind myself that eating and nourishment is just so important for your body and sometimes intuitive eating may not necessarily be the most healthy thing as I've conveyed earlier in this podcast along with the fact that your body may not necessarily send the appropriate fullness or hunger cues just because of the lack of nutrition it may be getting, just because it sort of goes into reserve mode and doesn't really send those signals if it knows that you're not going to be like feeding your body for an extended period of time and therefore the signaling is sort of altered and disrupted and sort of dysfunctional in that respect and therefore, you know, you may be listening to your body. And you may be, you know, relying on those cues. And if they don't come, you just won't eat. And in normal fact and normalcy, it may work out. But especially if, I mean, you're like someone like me who has struggled in the past with an eating disorder and possibly like disordered eating habits where you go an extended period of time without eating. These fullness and like hunger cues are disordered and disrupted. So your body may actually be craving food and be hungry and needing food, but it won't necessarily send the appropriate signals for your brain to convey such, and therefore you're just sinking your body into a deeper state of malnutrition and just hunger in general, and that can be really detrimental in terms of your own physical health, but also there are times where just being underweight can precipitate numerous health risks including mental health risks such as an eating disorder, um, which I won't get into, but there are scientific studies that have showed that just being underweight in general can actually lead to some of those eating disorder thoughts and just eating disorder behaviors. And therefore, it's just really important that we realize how crucial and how important it is to nourish and fuel your body, even though it may not necessarily be sending the appropriate signals. And while I did say it is important to meet yourself and your body where you are, sometimes you do have to go 
the extra mile and put in a little extra effort in order to take care of it and really overcome some obstacles and like mindset and other respects in order to be able to achieve that and just to be able to meet your body where it actually needs to be at times rather than where it's currently at just because that can be severely misrepresented. I know this episode didn't really give much insight nor did it have I guess much direction but I think it was really important to just share my own experience and share my own struggles just to remind everybody out there who may be struggling with the same things that you're not alone and these feelings and these sentiments are pretty prevalent among the population and you shouldn't feel alone and I guess this is just me reaching out and just providing empathy and support in whatever way you may interpret it or perceive it so yeah thank you guys for listening to this podcast i really appreciate it and i'll see you next week bye